Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Psychology Keen 315 podcast. And on this episode, I want to talk about effective strategies for dealing with coaching burnout. We have a few of you in this class that uh, desire to be coaches, uh, a few of you that are aspiring to be teachers and teach in the you know, public, private setting. Uh, and you know, you're going to see or hear a lot of the same things because so much of teaching and coaching, you know, instruction, um, and other fields too, those that want to be in the PT field, you know, any type of rehab, therapeutic care, you know, there is a coaching component to all of these. And so just as much as this is identified more as a coaching teaching strategies to help deal or counteract coaching and, and uh, instruction burnout. This is also a professional burnout kind of conversation. So, you know, a lot of these can be carried over into other areas, but the focus for this class being coaching, you know, specifically. Uh, so when we think about this, you know, I'm going to provide you just an overview of what burnout is, you know, from a coach's perspective, because the description of burnout will be very different from an athlete side and how an athlete would feel of burnout and overtraining to where a a coach, you know, a teacher is going to feel different variations of emotions and feelings of burnout. And so, you know, as far as symptoms. So, uh, and then through those descriptions provide you just, you know, five key takeaways that are amazing strategies to implement in your life that, you know, help can prevent uh, burnout. So, you know, just, just know that not just coaching, but again, as teachers, uh, therapeutic care, you know, jobs itself, you know, there is a huge ingredient where passion is vital to be successful. And you have to be passionate as a coach. You have to be passionate as a teacher uh, to be able to effectively carry out the job. You know, because so much of the culture, uh, the community that you're in, you know, your students, your athletes need to, to feel your passion to be able to thrive. They need to feel that. Now, the challenge with that is, you know, the ups and downs of season, the ups and downs of, you know, life for yourself, you know, can really make us question the passion that we have to whatever it is that you're doing. You know, very much like right now, you know, the current situation with COVID-19, uh, this can easily impact our passion for what it is that we're doing, you know, losing control over what we have no control over. And, you know, losing a lot of opportunities to, you know, perform. So, you know, these ups and downs in our seasons, in our lives, we need to recognize, and those that do recognize it, that these fluctuations are normal. These feelings can manifest, though, into extremely big problems uh, if we don't understand that these fluctuations are normal, that we can't uh, take hold of, you know, those fluctuations. Those just occur. And, for as long as we're adaptable to those fluctuations, you know, the more we will succeed and the more that we can prevent burnout. So when it comes from a coaching burnout, you know, coaches burnout, teaching burnout, you know, what is that actually referred to as symptoms? Because burnout is just such a general term. And so when we think about how that relates to, um, you know, specific symptoms, these are what it looks like. You know, you're talking about physical and mental fatigue. We're looking at a lack of connection to job or even its responsibilities. You know, you may, you know, love the coaching aspect and you may be okay with the admin responsibilities or the recruiting, but once you start to get burned out, 
you completely lose those other, you know, admin responsibilities you're not passionate about, and then just gradually dwindle in the, you know, passion and the coaching too. Have a diminished sense of job importance. You know, you might be showing up late, you know, not feel like you're sharing that passion, you know, with the students and that culture just drops. And unfortunately with that sense of job importance, once you get into that, it's, it's this, you know, spiral effect that is circular where, you know, if you don't feel like your job is important and you're not making an impact, well, then of course your athletes are going to start beginning to feel the same that you're not going to care. And then you're feeling that they don't care. So then you kind of get in that belief like, Oh, they don't care. Why should I care when, you know, you kind of think of who started this and it's like, well, where did this originate from in this feeling? And, and a lot of that's going to be coming from the coach, not feeling like, you know, the job is important. Another description or another symptom one might feel as a coach is feelings of this low success in the task, which is interesting depending on, cause this task orientation is going to be, it, it will vary depending on what type of coach you are, you know, what type of sport you are coaching, it will vary. And then lastly, just a lack of passion for the job. And that's extremely challenging when passion is, of course, the main ingredient to all of these things. Um, you know, having a lack of passion for what it is that you're trying to accomplish. You know, success, uh, team success and, and individual success will be, you know, play victim to that. So some, you know, coaches, some people do typically exhibit only one, you know, or only a few of these symptoms of burnout, you know, where we all experience these ups and downs during the season. The difference with burnout is that symptoms build until there is an overwhelming sense of being an ineffective coach. It is important to recognize these symptoms of burnout and find strategies to effectively manage these um, through the various situations that you do experience them in. Cause it's not going to be a, you know, Oh, I feel all of these symptoms at one time. They're going to vary among situations and you're going to have to, catch those and make notes of those that you're feeling them. So some, some key strategies, I want to give you five amazing strategies that you can easily implement um, in your current lives um, in your current jobs to be able to be successful. So number one being to monitor yourself, you know, you need to listen to your body. You need to listen to your emotions, um, feel your emotions. You know, so many of us feel our emotions or hear our emotions, you know, in different ways. And so, you know, if you're feeling very tense, if you're grinding your teeth, um, if you're feeling overtired or fatigued, you need to know that you need to find some time to relax and recharge. Also, if you're noticing that your emotions are just uncharacteristic of your own personality, like if you're snapping at others, having a lot of mood swings, you need to recognize that this also could be a sign of burnout. And there's many times, um, you know, my wife has, has communicated to me where it's been a long season, it was ups and downs you know, with a lot of challenges and, you know, she was amazing in communicating like, Hey, you need to go do this. And, you know, my go-to to prevent burnout is to go skateboard or go surf, you know, or go on a, a 24 hour hike um, and just leave in the morning, spend the night out in the woods by myself and just come on back, you know, the next day and, and be good. And, you know, she knows and communicates well on those things. Another is a uh, great strategy is just to take a break. And I know not all are fortunate to, you know, step away when it's mid-season, um, but it is vital 
you know, as a coach, taking those short breaks from the office, you know, a half day away from work is essential for your well-being uh, to be successful. Now, off-season time spent with family and friends, you know, is important for you to renew, you know, for the next year. And so, you know, there are a lot of sports, uh, track and cross country, swim and water polo, um, you know, there's a lot of sports and even at the high school level now and in youth, you know, club soccer to then, you know, school soccer, you know, where a lot of coaches are doing both and, and it's just on repeat all the time. You know, I'm seeing a lot of coaches quit coaching, you know, and, and retire early to say um, just because they're burnt out, they're doing it all season long. And the coaches that are the most successful at it are the ones that are just picking one, you know, they're just picking the high school coach and they don't do club, you know, or they're just a club coach and they don't touch high school. And, um, you know, for those coaches that are at the, at the college level or professional level, you know, they just do one season and then they, they take, you know, sporadic a week off or two weeks off here and there, you know, throughout their time to be able to just refresh, renew and go from there. The third strategy I want to encourage you to is to stay connected with your support system. I can't, can't tell you enough the importance of having a strong support body uh, as a foundation of your coaching. You know, you need to make sure that during the heart of your season that you need to stay in touch with those individuals. You know, when you're about to leave for a, a long week of uh, competitions, of games, you know, and you're gone for seven days, um, you need to make sure and keep up communication with them. You, know, you need to take a short break and call a loved one, call a mentor, call a friend. You know, you need to stay connected with these individuals, both in and out of your sport. You know, that can really help fight against these symptoms of coaching burnout. You know, I can't tell you, you know, at least once a season, I'm calling my old high school coach. And then right after that phone call, you know, in that same week, I'll call my college coach. And I do that to just as a sounding board. How are you doing? What's going on? And, and they do an amazing job as mentors to just encourage and prepare me for the season and, and reignite that passion to remind me of those ups and downs and, you know, just encourage me to move forward. Fourth strategy for you that I want to encourage you to implement is to plan ahead. You know, one of the key triggers of burnout is constantly dealing with the unknown and the change of situations. You know, one needs to plan ahead in order to deal with symptoms of burnout. Uh, just as an example, I'm making sure that your hotel you know, you're staying at has breakfast, right? You know, or a fitness center just to keep you physically active, right? And and that's a, a key importance for many of, you know, our students here, right? Did you have a meal this morning, but when you woke up, you know, did you get your own training in? You know, I love teaching Kinesis 101 because I, I, I like to start off class every day going, hey, who got their workout in today by a show of hands? And then right after that, I ask, who's going to get your workout in? now after this class and those that didn't raise their hand in the beginning, you know, raise their hand with that statement. And, you know, sometimes we need those reminders to plan ahead. And so, you know, another example would be to plan out delegating tasks, um, you know, to your assistant coaches, to your team captains, you know, to the younger, you know, group where even the, the young freshman or that younger kid in your group that, you know, you need to give, ownership and tasks to all of those to be able to, you know, feel a part of the team, but then you need to intentionally plan ahead of, of what needs to be done. You know, planning ahead in regards to how you stay at your best, both physically and emotionally 
will be essential in fighting off your coaching burnout. So those are wonderful things that you can be doing. And then lastly, you just need to stay involved. You need to get involved in your local, you know, national coaching accreditation, you know, your organizations to help fight off burnout. And there's one thing to have your grouping and, and support systems as family, as mentors. Um, but then there's staying involved in the other coaching world. You know, we have all in our sports governing bodies that have coaching clinics, um, association meetings throughout the country. Uh, you need to do more of those things um, just to stay together. You know, those common symptoms of burnout are feeling disconnected and uninspired with your job. By attending coaching clinics, you'll learn new techniques and, and tips to just reinvigorate, re-excite your coaching tactics. You'll also be in network with individuals who are dealing with probably similar issues and frustrations, which may assist in fighting off these feelings of isolation and detachment. You know, I can't tell you how many seminars I've been to in the cross-country coaching world that uh, sports psychologists or you know a senior coach who's been in the field for 40 years you know, goes up and shares his or her you know, ups and downs and experience of how to counteract, um, you know, those frustrations, those issues, um, you know, all along. So uh, just remember to take your time to monitor yourself, keep connected and stay involved. The, the key to dealing with burnout is to identify how you are experiencing these symptoms and what strategies best work for you. I think these five strategies as general themes of, you know, monitoring yourself, take a break, stay connected with your support, plan ahead and stay involved. You know, I think those five key points as themes, you know, are, are wonderful themes to keep in mind as you go along in your uh, professional careers. May that be as a teacher, may that be in therapeutic care, you know, the, the medical field of any kind and coaching. Those are great strategies to implement to help prevent burnout uh, and things to take ownership of and to personalize in every way. So I hope this helps you guys in your uh, future levels of uh, preventing burnout and you can apply it in your lives. Thank you guys for listening.